Hey everybody, it's uh, like we said on the last show, Greg's up at the North Pole helping Santa, but we're going to go out literally this year because who wants to listen to us on Christmas or New Year's Day, especially if you have a hangover from New Year's Eve, then you're going to listen to us. But we're really going to go with a bang this year, or should I say dang, and we're really (laughs) thrilled. And the old saying from the Beatles, one and one one is three, (laughs) but we have Isabella from BB Dang. Hi. We would have had more, but just the time of the year for the... Yeah, Stuff. for sure. <laughs> so, we'd rather not. We'll have them on when they want to come on again. Yeah, well, but thank you for having me. You just just briefly say a little bit about yourself and what you're doing and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, hi. My name is Isabella Barbagallo. Um, I am in BB Dang here in Rochester. And uh, we are a cover band for all sorts of genres. We are a party band. We love to play what you love to hear is pretty much what we play. So, we have a variety of genres, rock, pop, country, from about the 70s to now that we play, and we're um, playing at parties, at festivals, at bars and casinos all over the upstate New York area. I had, now you'll understand on this show, we're not very linear, we go all over the place, yeah. whatever comes in my head or you want to say. So I was thinking, I was like, you're so, you've done do Paramore, Carry On My Wayward Son, yeah. Carrie Underwood, I thought, I think you did Enter Sandman. Yep. We're live, don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get your set list together? Do you all just say, okay, what do you think people want to hear? Do people, like, message you? Oh, shut up. (laughs) People want to message you or anything and say, could you play this? Yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of our influences are just due to the fact that everybody in the band has such different music taste, personally. So, like, my music taste differs so, so much from, like, for example, Alex, our lead guitarist, for example, compared to Abby, our keyboardist, and Matt, our bassist. So we all kind of bring this unique... Um, I guess, perspective to the band about our what we want to play. And we kind of do have the parameter of the sense that, like, the music that we play has to be pretty recognizable for the most part um, and, you know, stuff that people generally like to hear and like to dance to, but everybody kind of brings their own, um, like, suggestions to the table, and that's how we decide songs is we kind of we give everybody a chance to suggest do you songs ever, and like if you have a favorite band or a song do you ever pull them in then do like a deep cut that they might not have heard by somebody we've done that occasionally um we we have a bunch of songs that are like current running set lists so we have a, we, we cover a lot of genres and based on like the venue that we play we mix and match for what we think the audience will like to hear so we we do occasionally my do little that. laugh to myself <laughs> it's it's perfect because i saw you jolene do yeah. jolene so okay now you're number nine on bands <laughs> dolly parties yeah songs. but i think it's also it's popular because it gets people up dancing for sure it's, it looks like it's fun to play too oh like, yeah jolene. yeah jolene. for sure that's one that everybody, if everybody. You pull that little sparrow, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We definitely have to get those, get those songs that people, you know, recognize immediately, and then that's kind of what gets them dancing. <laughs> now, this is you came out of Camp Rockstar. Yes, yeah. Did you? It sounds awesome. I'm yeah. familiar with some of the familiar with the submarine school girls rock. Mm-hmm. This is a little new on me. How did this come about? Yeah. So Rock Academy is um, by Alvio Fernandez. 
And Eight. yeah. <laughs> and so um, actually, I think four of us started in the Camp Rockstar program over 10 years ago. And that was a week long camp for kids to get together and to be um, grouped into bands and learn a couple of songs and learn how to be a band. But um, at the time, that was. Uh, constrained into a one-week program, whereas now um, LVO's Rock Academy has blossomed and it's now become a year-long program where kids can stick with their band throughout the entire year. So um, we started when it was the camp and we, you know, grew up going to the camp and doing the academy and all that. And now actually a couple of our members are um, teachers at LVO's Rock Academy teaching the next generation this of This reminds we'll put a link up, too, for people who want yeah. to do Because otherwise, if you don't have musical talent, you'll become a worthless podcaster like me. This reminds me, reminds me a lot of my good friend Mario Savastano's DVC, mm. which is a theater program. Oh, and, yeah. and the beauty of it is the kids will stay. They love it so much. Yeah. And I think it's also what brings people together. Who You'll totally. find like theater people, especially, and a lot of musicians I know are really shy, too. Especially the crazier they are <laughs> on stage. Like the cramps, you look at them like Ivy and Lux. <laughs> He's cutting himself. You meet him in person, they can barely talk to you. But it gives people an outlet. It's like almost oh, like for sure. performing. But the kids love it so much, they will come back. Yeah. But yeah. they're saying, like, when you now when you did this, did you have a choice of who you were paired with? Because you seem like you have no. really good chemistry. Yeah. Oh, so you, you have to play we, Well, and that's the beauty of it. Is I that, want that like, kid who could play, like, <laughs> Randy Rhodes, though. <laughs> I don't, like, we all are from, you know, different schools, so we would never have met from school. And we just got paired together because the teachers at Rock Academy, you know, saw something that would make sense between all of us, and they put us together, and so I, I think just, that that's part of the beauty of it. It's have been a way, but I could just picture myself as like, don't give us hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, because I think it breaks down barriers, too. For sure. like, hey, where are you from? Yeah. You know, I love to, you know, when you open your mind to diversity and, like, For accept sure. all people, and you learn, oh, hey, how are you doing that? How's yeah. this? This is different. Mm-hmm. No, totally, then, and I've been exposed to so much different music as well because of them, because... I would have just stayed in my own lane, but you know, like being that's around five thing. different. That's musicians. one of the biggest thing. I that's one of the biggest like slogans on this show where I always say, "Listen to what you like, but listen to what you've never heard of. You yeah. might not like it." And that's like when you open your mind. There's so much music out there, and totally. I do have you. You will find maybe you'll find like some friends. A lot of my friends, they are stuck still, <laughs> and they won't. They won't come out to any of the shows I tell yeah. them to. It's always well. It's their music's fine, but they just. But I had a friend come out to a show last week, and it finally got him out after five years. He looks at me and goes, you know, your friends, they're good. I didn't know they were that good. <laughs> so that's, you know, exposures. What yeah. kind of music, though, was your favorite growing up, and what did you listen to? Yeah, so um, throughout, like, my entire life, I've been, um, I've done a lot of different kinds of music. I've sung, I also, <laughs> I play guitar and I play piano, too, but I would say I'm definitely primarily a vocalist. Um, so throughout, like, when I was in school, I did classical, I did choir, I did church, I did that whole nine yards, I did the musicals, I did musical theater, all of that, and that's what my, um, more fo- formal vocal training was in, and then once I started with Rock Academy, um, I was able to kind of venture into those, like, pop and rock genres, and I would say Rock Academy was definitely, um, part of the force that really pushed me to start singing rock and start doing all that kind of stuff, because otherwise I definitely see myself going down, like, the choral musical theater kind of path, more traditional stuff, which is awesome i love it all but um yeah so i started uh doing camp rockstar and that kind of pushed me to go into that 
rock genre that I probably wouldn't have necessarily gone into. Um, but I also, aside from BB Dang, I have an acoustic act that I also play in. And that's kind of more of the music that I want to do fully, which is more like singer-songwriter, pop. Um, it's a lot of ballads, stuff like that. So that's kind of what I enjoy like doing independently. But I love um, playing the high-energy stuff with the band. And I also... You know, love singing more of that classical. You're, well. you're above the way above the talent thing of Greg because he's just a drummer. But like the difference when you're playing the choir and choral. Yeah. So I took I went to the holiday choir in school so I could skip class, <laughs> <laughs> which to me was awesome. Now when you got together, what were sort of the dynamics of the band at first? Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny because we've all grown up together. I mean, when I was started with the band, I think I was 15 or 16, and now I'm. I'm in my early 20s, so... Um, You're over the hill already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I think we've all definitely grown up together, and I think at first, you know, it was like, like I said, we didn't choose one another to be in a band together, so there was definitely the learning curve of like, okay, I have to compromise and play a song that you like because you like that, and you have to compromise to play a song that I like because I like that, and that's kind of what makes, you know, everybody in the band happy, and I think... You know, that's where Rockstar Academy came in, and they're awesome with that. Um, just teaching kids how to, how to be teammates, how to work in a group together. And, you know, you might not, all the songs you play, you, they might not be your favorite song, but that's okay. And that opens you up to a different genre of music that you might not have learned. So, like, for example, like, when um, Reed Burton came into the band, he really has a lot of country influences, and he wanted to play country. And I was like, I never really got into country music up until that point. I was, I was pretty indifferent about it. I wasn't, like, anti-country or anything. I just wouldn't have thought of playing it. And so he came in, and he brought all this great influence to the band, and we tried it out, and we ran with it, and it's been an awesome genre for us to play at a lot of different I shows. Have, I got back into country with what Yoakum and, like, Steve Earle and the mm -hmm. rest, that type of yeah. out for a while. Then I went around and rediscovered it yeah. all. But I think that's a, that's a great point. I've always tried to say you should have a lot of confidence in yourself, yeah. but you shouldn't have, like, a huge ego. Oh, you have totally. to be able to work with people. Now, look, I can go down the line, Richie Blackmore, Jeff mm -hmm. Beck, Eric Clapton. And people don't get that about Clapton. He left the Yardbirds because they dared play their greatest hit. It was a pop hit. Yeah. You know, when you can work with people, it's amazing. You think, like, totally. Jeff Beck, how... What an incredible guitar player, but you think if he actually could work with people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that we, and we've gotten to the point now where we've been together long enough where, um, I mean, obviously we're still a new band in comparison, but we've we've been working together long enough where we kind of, we we understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, we understand where we can, where, you know, so-and-so can give and so-and-so can it take. It sounds like you have the like most that. important thing, because you can be the greatest players in the world, but from what I've seen, you have a lot of chemistry. Yeah. And, and I have... love how it, more how it came together, how, like, people for years in bands, well, we can't find the right bass pair, we can't play. You were mm -hmm. put together and yeah. you found it, which is amazing. Yeah. So that's what you do, everybody out there. Go walk around, hey, you want to be in a band? Yeah, you never know. And I think that that's, like, part of the beauty of BB Dang, and that's why we have, you know, a lot of, like, diverse... I have to cast. ask, too, where did, now, I'll preface it about the name. Yes. Because, <laughs> first thing I, so I mentioned, I'm going to have BB Dang on the show, so they're going to be huge. Go and see them. And they, my friend goes, do they get that from Katie Lang? I thought ZZ Top. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's such a funny question. I think a lot of people, a lot of people ask us that question because they're like, where where is that name from? Why is it BB Dang? So um, way back in the, in the start of BB Dang, we, um, everybody put together their first initials of their first name. And so there were all the original members' first initials. And obviously since then we've had some turnover, um, but I mean, 
it's still oh, it's, see the, now, that's it's the, kind of a nod to the original numbers. That's the other cool part because you have a really cool story yeah. <laughs> behind the name. Yeah, yeah, that, it's which I think is cool. But what got me, okay, the first time that I saw you were playing out, yeah. I was friends in, of a band named Dang. Okay. But it was Dang with the, it was a country band. Oh. So I would get it confused a little bit. Oh my gosh, that's, a, yeah, I've never, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but that was funny because my friends said, Katie Lang, I bet there's a story behind <laughs> this and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always the case, usually. But now when, all you shows, I'll tell you, they are jumping. Yeah, and we love to How did you time. get, like, okay, like, in terms of performing live, when you first started, how did you feel? Did you have the butterflies? I mean, you seem like a natural up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i had, prior to performing with BB Dang, I've, like I said, I had performance experience, but not in the live band realm. You know, I was so <laughs> used to choir and musical theater where everything was, like, perfectly choreographed out for you, or you just had to stand there and sing. So that was definitely an adjustment just to kind of um, build my own um, on stage personality, I'll say, versus playing a character that was already set, or you know, singing in a choir where you have to. Your purpose is to blend in with everybody else. So, being on the stage physically wasn't, I would say, like an issue for me because I was used to being on a stage. But being on a stage and I'll say um, showing my own persona that was what was different to me, where I had to learn who I was going to be, like in BB Dang on the stage. So that definitely came with time. Um, at first, I. Definitely, you could tell it looked a lot more uncomfortable than I do now. Good. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like like I said, again, the Rockstar Academy really did a great job with that as well. I've had some mentors. I found like, that just from the show. Like, all our friends, especially artists, are really shy. And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't, I don't know what I can say. But they'll get on here. They won't be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I've always used the example, if you're ever worried about how to look on stage, look up the zombies or Colin Blundstone. Mm, yeah. Because what he does, he's not... He's not Mick Jagger. Yeah. He's sitting there just like this. <laughs> but he's like somehow perfect. He's yeah. got this. You have to bring your own style. Though. Yeah. And I think authenticity is a big and part now, of Chris it. Chris Jericho and the band Fozzie, and he said this where he said like in terms of his shows, what yeah. he did, if you can engage the audience and make right. it part of it. Not me. As I said, I've told you before the show, I'm just the grumpy person in the corner. But I mean, for the general audience. <laughs> and Al Olander, this really good singer I met. Folk singer. Okay, so yeah. It's, it's Bruce. She, what she'll do in one song, you can't do it because your audiences are too big. Like her, <laughs> she likes a smaller set. She'll yeah. try to go around and make eye contact with yeah. her. So what she does to me, I'm like, <laughs> I try to crack her up. That's funny. But you. But that's the thing. And I love, like, you have to feel the energy of the crowd, too. Oh, completely, yeah. yeah. Tired me out. It's tired me out a couple times. Like, you're in that Barron's Whitfield category. Mm-hmm. He broke, watch it, Barron's one time cracked his glasses he got so into his performance oh my gosh yeah, wow. this guy is little richard on speed we call him love <laughs> bears but how can you crack your glasses yeah oh my god now you're gonna be going when you're gonna hit a high note. i'm gonna hit it a little lower. yeah right oh my god I'd be, I'd be screwed without my glasses <laughs> but there's like one thing i guess you don't have to name venues or anything but there's always when you play live there's always some but is there any like sort of weird venue you played or any incidents like while you played like an amp going out or something funny not hmm. funny at the time yeah but funny yeah i'm back. trying to think i mean we've had I'll, while you're thinking i'll give you one greg was playing in sodas mm-hmm. he's playing drums as long as water a fisherman hooked him <gasps> oh like, my god drummer <laughs> oh my gosh oh no and yeah. i saw i saw a sign for lover boys playing in a bowling alley oh my <laughs> gosh wow yeah we've 
We've had little stuff happen. I mean, I think it's inevitable, like, the amount of, you know. Spinal tap will get you eventually yeah. when you play all these gigs. Yeah, we've had, I mean, you know, stuff like guitar strings breaking happens all the time. But, you know, everybody's really good about bringing backup gear. Um We've had just, like, electrical, like, you know, things. Because you never know with that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, so like, I followed my dear friend Pat Barrios. He, he did a band called Crazy Train, which mm-hmm. is an Aussie cover. Yeah. And what he did, so it would be like a ritual with friends that I would go see him. So one time at the Pity Arcade, the bass bus, one of my friends literally goes 90 miles an hour to his house oh my to, get God. It, to bring it back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we haven't had anything too severe like that. I mean, I feel like. We're pretty, like, good about bringing in, like, making sure we have, like, extra, you know, backup kind of stuff that, but... Um, the one time. Right. I'll you know, leave exactly. this at home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've recently, in the past year, have made the change to in-ear monitors as opposed to, like, floor monitors, and that obviously leaves a lot more room for, um, like, you know, like, failure, breaking, or things like that. So, since then, we've been really... I saw the most fantastic thing last year at the RPO. I can't, don't remember his name, but there's a violinist. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. He broke... Nobody will hear this. <laughs> We're live. Let's, if anybody calls you, remember, it's part of the carnival of randomness. <laughs> but he broke a string, and there are only four strings. Yeah. He kept... Oh my gosh! I can't believe it. He like broke a string. Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. That's that's even. I have easier. learned the only horrible thing from like only. I know what like harp strings are made of. It's like, mm. uh, you yeah, don't, you don't want to know. <laughs> Cow guts. Oh my god! Yeah, they, are, they are though. Yeah, they are. So what can you do about that? But I was thinking, okay, now for being a cover, I think there's a but there's a difference between being a cover band and a tribute band. Yeah, for sure. Where you could put like tribute band, you got to sort of want to dress up. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, thing. So when you're given a song, you're going to play a song. You want to make it recognizable. But I noticed a little. You do like I noticed like a, a guitarist for Ender Sandman. Like mm-hmm. he did his own sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And do you think okay, let's branch out a little, make it our own? Yeah. So I mean, this is kind of something that we've been more. Uh, I guess paying attention to pretty closely when we learn new songs. I feel like when we first started, we were um, more apt to just play it exactly like the original, and that was that used to be our thing. Oh, where you we, were Don Hanley. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a joke. John Felder used to say. Yeah. Every like for their shows, and used to, they had to be just like the record. Yeah, and that or, was that was like, what we wanted. If you go to see do. like people who would go see Clapton, what do they want to see? The ten minute guitar solo. Yeah. It's like I can listen to the album at home. <laughs> I don't have to come for this. Yeah, no, so that's what we tried to do initially just when we were kind of, again, like first getting our bearings with the interpersonal relationships and all that. And I think now that we um, have, you know, just gotten closer as people and kind of been able to figure out how everybody works, we've been now um, more kind of just making songs our own a little bit um, and doing things like that where we, oh, we'll throw in a solo here or, oh, we'll we'll change this here. And and we've um, recently been really focusing on adding more harmonies and adding more vocals to songs because um, right now we've got four members that are you know willing to sing and do I was the one stuff. when I played bass they didn't put a mic by me <laughs> or anything but like I saw like Bob Dylan last mm-hmm. time I saw Dylan yeah. you could, is your your other side when you play solo you yeah. turn into this I bet where a couple of his songs you sit there and you know them yeah you what is this guy playing? I have no idea. Like, yeah. you're like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're halfway through the song <laughs> and you have no idea. Yeah. But now this is like, I'll be a little bit of the Grinch story. Like, is there any artist out there you might cover that you would think was like for singing, it's going to be a real challenge for you? I'm being terrible. It's like, people send in, tell her to play this <laughs> at a show. 
Um, any song that that anything you want, like an artist or somebody who, if you had to tackle it, you might be a little. And I will, while you're thinking, I'll preface it by my one pet peeve. Mm-hmm. It, I have a weird thing for it's like my OCD a little bit for mm-hmm. lyrics. Mm-hmm. So like it's like Adriana Noon does dreams a yeah. lot. She'll goof a bit. Like, Adriana, that's not the verse. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean I. So there's Tom wait. <laughs> there's been a conversation with the band about tackling Queen, and I just I get so nervous every single time because there's just so much in all their in all their songs and all their music, and I absolutely love Queen. I think they're awesome, but. You know, to tackle that as a cover band, it's it's pretty hit or miss, in my opinion. That is, and people don't realize, I would call them number one. I always consider them, like, the first five albums are glam rock. Yeah. And that's not an insult. They're awesome. <laughs> no, it isn't. Like, that's yeah. like, but I, I would consider them more glam rock. Mm-hmm. And they actually started, people say, like, Kiss or somebody. No, they were the ones in the 70s who really started the big stage shows. Yeah. yeah. They set the standard. Mm-hmm. But again, how, like... You get, like, in terms of, like, not only a unique character, but the voice right. of Freddy. It's a specific sound, too, yeah. like the whole And thing, I, yeah. I don't know about, like, octaves, all the tech mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. but he had, I know Jeff Tate from Queensryche has, like, a high octave. Oh. Freddy has to be, in terms of, like, yeah. how the heck. Uh, yeah, see, I don't, and that's why I always so get nervous. I can see, you know what you do? We'll go, you, we want to play a Queen song, so... Find an instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> or get, no, actually, I'm in love with my car with, I think, Roger, uh, John, yeah. the drummer swings it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I goof up John Deacon, Roger, which yeah. one plays bass, which one plays <laughs> drums or whatever. Yeah. But you know Brian May's an astrophysicist, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I know that. Wow. So do you, like, in terms of, like, too, when you do these songs, do you, in terms of your set list, do you, like, every show is it different? I actually, because I, yeah. I've, like, popped from one to another or <laughs> whatever. And, like, you try to, like, it, okay, now you want a little bit country, a little bit this. Yeah, so it definitely it definitely depends on the show. So I, I build all the set lists. We have about, I think, 80 songs now in our repertoire that I can pull from. And so depending on the show, I will switch up the set list because, like, okay, for example, um, the day before Thanksgiving, we played at Nashville's in Henrietta. Obviously, that is a more, like, country Where well, I get focused. lost going every time I go to for yeah. some reason. It's, it's, it's in a... Like a yeah, hotel. yeah, yeah, and so it's more of a country focused venue, and so obviously we, they know we're a rock band and we play on their rock evening. But you know, I'll throw in more country songs for Nashville's than I will say for uh, Turning Stone at you know the gig. So it just depends on the venue, and then it also depends on after a while I um, I switch out the set list a lot. So you know, if people are coming to multiple shows as we hope they do, um, they're not hearing the same exact set every time because I think that that's helped a lot with, you know, our like retention as far as seeing people come in because everybody, you know, obviously likes to hear new music and likes to hear new stuff. And so right now we haven't been playing for, uh, we haven't, we haven't had gigs for a month. This has been like our little break and we've really took this time as well to focus on learning new songs. So in 2024, we're going to be up at all of our shows with a bunch of new songs. You'll get a laugh well. out of it even on YouTube if you haven't if you ever seen the Blues Brothers. Okay, I uh, haven't. Just look on YouTube. Put a country venue. Okay, where they go in, they they pull up. They're supposed to have a gig. They see they, they're desperate for a gig. There's a band called the Good Old Boys, so they pretend to be them. They yeah. start playing blues. They get bottles thrown at them. <laughs> oh no! But I want to talk a little bit too about now. You have about your own career, your yep. other career. There's another part. <laughs> <laughs> now, how's that been going? And how are you doing on that? Um, just like just playing music, whatever, like your folk side and everything. Yeah, I mean, music's been good. I think with the band, with BB Dang, just kind of being as busy as we are, I haven't really been doing as much of my acoustic. Um, but I, you know, certainly that's kind of something that I'm 
trying to, you know, develop more independently and figure out you have plenty of time. Kind of what I'm yeah, like what my um what where where that's gonna go next. Um I played with a bunch of people throughout the years with my acoustic and one of one of the people that I used to play with, he moved away and went off to college. So I'm kinda just trying to figure out, you know, the next steps for that. But in the meantime, the band's been great and the band's been busy. How, so. so in terms of, like, your own songwriting, how do you go by their process? Yeah, I, I'm i not really much of a writer right now. I'll That's, tell you a little, yeah. the way you have to do it, which I've seen everybody, like, I have a lot of friends who, like, when they're like, they'll have a pad, or they'll put it right on their yeah. phone. If they see something, yeah. all of a sudden. and they'll just write down. I always make the joke about uh, high-risers sparks on the highway. <laughs> it was because they were coming home from a gig. Yeah. They saw some guy throwing a cigarette out. Mm. So sparks on the highway, right? Yeah. A- ATM inside was just there was a sign called ATM inside. Yeah. You have to like pick like you know weird ornaments outside the pickle factory yeah. or something. You have to get in that creative frame of mind, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm not really super into songwriting at the moment. That's, that's definitely something I want to develop. I feel like that's next steps for me, next steps for the band. Um, so I I just haven't really I, devoted the I time think to it too, yet. Like the old saying was, you know. The great artists don't borrow, they steal. Mm-hmm. You're playing all this music. Mm-hmm. And you could learn from how they do it in the process yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that like with songwriting too, it's it's harder you know, you it's harder to just make that stuff in. Like I feel like I haven't quite done that yet. So once I just start writing, I think that things will, you know, start to come quicker because right now it's like it's well, a lot of pressure. Other, to other guests song. aren't here. I'm not glad, but I am glad <laughs> in a way. But do you know anything like in terms of like instruments, what you use, what they use? I'm sort of always interested in gear. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Uh, See, I have my older guys here are like the yeah. big guitar. Like, that's a jet. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not entire. I, I think I know, but I don't want to. Yeah, you can I say that. Wanna, yeah. uh, so I'm, it's a guitar. Yeah, Reed just actually got a brand new guitar, and he's he's thrilled with it. Um, it's a PRS. I know that, and it's blue. It's awesome, and so he's that's that's been our. He's been so excited, and he just got that, and so that he's been bringing that to shows. Good enough till they come on with the <laughs> yeah. And the one thing that's too at your age is I've always said the technology now for music's fantastic. Yeah, I mean I don't recommend you just go send your AI. You know, <laughs> no, right, obviously. Your <laughs> but in terms of like studios, recording. Yeah. Everything else, it's just fantastic. Yeah, and it's kind of becoming a thing where, like, it, you know, obviously you used to have to, like, go to a studio to go produce your music. But whereas some people, you can you can buy the gear and you can do it in your bedroom if you want to put yeah. out a song, you know. And I think that that's really awesome. But I do want to go a little bit back to Camp Rockstar. Yeah. And I always use this story that one of my friends in school, and I always say the importance of music. Yeah. You know, that he said, like, he hated school, shock of shocks, right? But he said the only thing that kept him going was the music program that he really liked. And people don't realize, like, when they cut things like this. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that everybody um, in the band definitely feels... We're all awkward. (laughs) When you're in the pressure crook of school, you need sort of an out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I went to to Mercy High School, and and the music... (laughs) program there was was you know i had a great community within the program but in there. terms of, I, I, I want to use the line from david letterman but it's i but i can't really remember but it's not like you know it's not a competition but it mm. is a competition <laughs> so how did you go about that sort of like did you like specifically in terms of like okay we have to do this or just make it come naturally when you like were doing the camp rock star thing um what do you mean as far as just in terms of like was it like how was it for like you did win it or is like is that the way it went or you just oh ready? no no it was oh, good. It's I just don't a, like competition. no it's not a competition it's like yeah. a submarine school <laughs> I was thinking you know why because it sounds like a <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not a competition at all. I mean, everybody, oh, yeah, you can yeah. just, yeah, you can join and anybody can join and they, they put everybody together based on. You know on why, like I said, it's again, it's the name where it just sounds like, oh, yeah. you're the first band on a camp rock star. <laughs> no, we were, um, we were one of the first rock academy bands. So when they, um, switched from the week long camp program to the year round, like academy program, we were one of the first bands that got put into the academy program. Um, and since then we've, yeah, we've been one but of But I will say, like, B.B. Dang's a good name, but my favorite name of the year was when the submarine school had the recital. Yeah. There is a band, top this one, okay? Yeah. Blue Moo. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's good. Like that's good. But now you have a lot of gigs coming up, obviously, and how yeah. we find you. It's been very fun having you on. Yeah, thank you. We've got, yeah, we've got a very busy 2024, um, wrapping out our don't, last... Don't, don't say it yet. I know. <laughs> wrapping out our last gig of 2023, we are playing at Bunsey's and Webster on New Year's Eve. So Always the is, fun place to go. Oh my gosh, The only yes. thing is, you see those desserts they have there? Oh my gosh, they're so, they look amazing. Every single time I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, wow, these... And then they also make the boozy milkshakes as well. Oh yeah, those. They have the regular milkshakes for the kids and then if you want a boozy milkshake for the adults they've got that too but yeah no so we're playing at Bunsy's um for new year's eve that is a show this is our second year doing that we had an absolute blast last year and um we're just super excited to do that again um and then in january we're playing at a couple of different places we're playing at nashville's we're playing at remedy at finger lakes gaming um casino and we're playing at Turning Stone as well at the end of January. But we've got a bunch of other dates up on our Facebook. Um, you can find us on Facebook at BB Dang. And then on Instagram, we are BB Dang underscore band. Um, those, both those social media outlets are updated really regularly. So we've got our current schedule up there and we'll post any other I future dates. I feel like that's a new thing now is the casino circuit. Yeah, the casinos are great. We love the casinos. Um, I feel like from we've we first our our first gigs at the casinos were at Turning Stone, um, and now we've been starting to play at Remedy a little bit more. And both of those places are awesome. And we found that since they're a little bit further out from where we usually play, we've brought in a lot of new um, fans that have come to see us at other places around Rochester too. So I think that they've they've been awesome. All the casinos have been really great to us. So we like this playing also. it. And also, okay, for your bandmates that are listening to, and they <laughs> should be listening to this, is there any song you'd like to add to the list you've always wanted to play that you haven't? Oh, uh, that's such a hard question. I was thinking of heart for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> why. I was, you know, I've been really kind of thinking about doing some Lady Gaga. With BB Dang. Um, I want to get a li- I see I have more proper it's like I said, and I would love to do it. I think she does a bunch. She's such a talented singer and vocalist and musician. Um, and so I would love to do a little bit more Lady Gaga. We don't have any of her music in the set right That's, now. Well, but. you're a little daring there on that one. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. She's got quite the voice, especially like I just like when she's playing piano. Oh, she's amazing, yeah. You yeah. know, she's going to play Harley Quinn, I guess, in the next oh, Joker really? movie. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah, she's so good. I actually like her almost better as an act, like an actor. She were, yeah, she, she was really, in the A Star is Born, and that was She's an American that was horror. Awesome. Yeah, that was like we want to watch it once, though, and not yeah. watch it again. Yeah, but she was she was so good, so... And I think she's got staying power too. Yeah, she's yeah, and she she's had a really like a pretty long career ever already. Like, you know what? I feel like she started. I think I think the first time I ever heard of her, she was a crossword puzzle clue. Oh, <laughs> really? Who is Stefana Germano's? Oh, thing, really? like, okay, yeah. Because I love doing the crossword yeah, puzzle. That's but so that's funny. the only thing. Like I can't like I can't get like the modern references for modern. <laughs> it's like some of us have stopped. It's like I see these. Like actually, I went to Paramore once because a friend mm-hmm. of mine. That's one I'm really not that familiar with. Yeah, yeah, I we like Paramore a lot. We have a couple of Paramore songs. Um, I think our lineup of the band like very much 
matches their kind of genre and you know things and the, the genre that they play and what we like to play that as was well like, as like that our band kind of lineup. like those bands like garbage and all of those mm-hmm. or riot girls or that type mm, of yeah. stuff mm-hmm. but this has been very cool thanks yeah. for being on yeah thank you, you have anything fun fun for the holidays or um we're just you know holidays are going pretty normal for me but we're, the band's really excited to play at Bunsies and we think that that's just we love it it was a great show last year and it'll be a great show this year and so it's always this new year's eve and yeah. i can see like if your shows are festive enough i can't <laughs> imagine yeah old. last year was was crazy we loved it um so we're looking forward to the same thing this year oh very cool and yeah. best of luck and everything <laughs> and the carnival is done for the year because like i said nobody wants to listen to us on um well, if you want to listen to us on christmas we have like 200 plus episodes yeah <laughs> but i have to end like sort of like with a christmas joke but right. i can't really you know i can think of like, i'll do two sort of so you hear that i actually worked up in the north pole one year i was a subordinate clause <laughs> and i'll just do a generic winter joke i'll give lizzie lip group credit or uncredit for this one how did the frozen chicken cross the road how? In a grocery bag. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> that one, you're like, why did I come on the show? But thanks a lot, Isabel. Thank and you it was so much. the best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Cool.